Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, one helmet at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Grand. Ah, excellent. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. <laughs> and today we're talking about Minute 140, which starts with Mary finishing his sentence from yesterday. Uh, he says, he yesterday he started with Frodo, Sam, Pippin, more than anything, I wish I could see them again. Mary, sad Mary, and it ends with uh, the trolls back at the siege of Gondor, letting go of Grand as it's about to swing into the gate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were uh, we were only in Rohan for not even a full minute. Yep, not even a full sixty seconds. We uh, were... Well, I mean, it's hard to tell when it's spread across two minutes, but yeah, it wasn't. Uh, well, I guess it's it's longer than a full minute. It was spread across three. Was it? Oh, the scouts yeah. cut off and then into yesterday and then this. So it's like 70 seconds, 75 seconds or something. <laughs> it's not not a whole lot. No. Just a just a quick little detour. This this character moment with Mary and Eowyn. And then the the mustering of the troops begins. They sit around for a while before they put their helmets on. Right. Everyone is getting up, moving around him, and Mary's just, oh, okay. He puts on his helmet, uh, and then Eowyn puts on hers, long after anyone running around would have seen her. But uh, Miranda Otto and the production crew both talk about how much they don't particularly like Eowyn's helmet, that it was, it was kind of a compromise between kind of needing to disguise her face to sell this idea that she's like hiding herself and also look kind of realistic and like it fits in with the rest of the Rohirrim stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pretty much no party is a hundred percent happy with it. Mm. Miranda Otto hated wearing it uh, because they were, because it limits if she felt like it limited her uh, range to perform with it on. And the sense. eye holes and the opening for the mouth, were made as big as possible, but still able to disguise the face so that she could emote as much as possible through it. Mm-hmm. But it makes it look like kind of awkward as a helmet, in their opinion. And like, I kind of agree. It looks a little weird. It doesn't look know. like. It looks like, you know, fantasy helmet. Yeah. It, it does kind of, it looks a little cumbersome. Like it's a little over big. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, if she just grabbed it from somewhere. Right, because there's no reason that there would be a helmet made for her, really. Unless it was, like, a ceremonial helmet of some kind, but then people would be like, that's Eowyn. Right. So, this the helmet's, like, a little big and looks a little cumbersome. I do like a lot of the detail work yeah, on it. Yeah, I like the metal work. The, like, filigree and stuff that's in it. It's got, like, Celtic knots around the band before the, the top of the helmet and stuff. Is, is There's, like... There's... I'm, I don't... It's like a spiral. Does that count as a Celtic knot? Uh, I mean, it's a repeating pattern, so... It's a spiral motif. Yeah. 
and it, it continues all the way around and it it leads into the next one so i don't i don't know if you would call it a celtic knot but that's kind of it at least vaguely resembles one with some of the details from outside this the like spiral motif too that you can see on the edges it's got like triangles and stuff behind it that point outwards it, well it looks like a sunburst with like little spiral swooshies yeah in the middle and then it connects to the next one and the same pattern goes yeah. all the way around and there's there's detail on the where like the cheekbones would be yeah if you were just looking at her spirals. face and then it's like a like a horse or something down on the bottom around that the if you were to just highlight the section that i'm talking about it would look like mutton chops yeah mutton chops <laughs> the mutton chop has like a horse on it yeah like there's some there's some cool detail work on this helmet yeah for sure i i don't know if i really like this helmet either but we don't really see it a whole lot so it doesn't really matter all that much to me i don't know like i mean it's it's no aomer's helmet but like right i to me um it gets the point across because like it's supposed to be a bit big on her because i don't like we just said like i don't believe that this is actually her helmet right it was probably like in the storeroom um oh did you notice on the um like in front of the it's got like a horse head over the bridge of the nose yeah well not quite the bridge of the nose but before it gets to that like pointy bird part yeah there's like a horse the over big like nose guard yeah. that connects everything with the spirals um there are some like knots um at, on like the dome of the helmet um where we can't really see them in this minute because her hands are covering them but like yeah. do you see um towards the top yeah um this this helmet gives me like poseidon vibes because like the spiral i associate with it's like water, with water tribe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> From, you know water tribe <laughs> but that's like three spirals right it? yeah yeah but they like come together at different angles yeah yeah, yeah. um I don't know it's pretty i like it it, it it's like someone took um like the beowulf style like classic english helmet and just took that eyepiece and made it bigger and bigger until it touches the cheek protectors mm. that's what this helmet looks like yeah and i think that that's what the like the production crew isn't super happy about it with is that it doesn't look like any kind of it doesn't feel like a real helmet like a lot of the other helmets do to them that's one of their things about it that mm -hmm. they don't like i think and um, it shows so it shows enough of her face that it wouldn't be an effective disguise right i um i think it's like a case of like for the production crew especially because you know they were researching um historical helmets and, and armor and right. all of this um where they're like they're unhappy with it because um they like know like or not know what it could have been but like it breaks with the design elements of a yeah, lot of other yeah. stuff and of everything else but in the movie. i i don't know if you hadn't pointed that out or if they hadn't pointed that out i would be like yeah her home is cool like <laughs> you know yeah i mean i feel like i've always thought it was a little awkward but it, i mean it kind of should be um but I don't. I don't think anyone else has a helmet that even has a significant nose guard like this in Rohan. I think most of them are open face helmets with just a bridge. No, like there what was Mary's a. Got. There's a guy in the background with like a full. Um, yeah, that guy. 
Um, there's a guy that rides by with like a full um, face guard. Oh yeah, that is with like the like the French full plate style. Yeah. What minute or second? Twenty? Twenty seconds into the minute? Yeah. You don't get a good look at his face, but I yeah, he's got with the with like the the hair on top. Yeah, the, the, the horse, like, the horse hair. Yeah, like armor, but on a on a fuller helmet. Yeah, the guy's wearing like chunkier looking armor. Yeah, than yeah. A lot of guys it's, are wearing too. He looks a little out of place. It's it's cool. Um, but yeah. I and I'm also yeah. Wondering, now that I'm aware of that guy, he looks really out of place. I'm also well. I mean, he's got like the scale mail. Um, yeah. I'm also wondering if the armor varies by region of um, Rohan. Oh, that's entirely possible. Because like they mustered the whole country. Yeah. I think when we see like back in Helm's Deep, most of the people that have like no like eye guards on their armor, it's the small little eye guard piece that doesn't have uh and it doesn't have like significant cheek guards on the helmet. It's mostly just this is protecting my head and the bridge of my nose from getting broken. Mm-hmm. So I think so Eowyn's helmet doesn't really seem to match a lot of the helmets that we see for the Rohirrim from Two Towers. But maybe it does match better with some of the stuff that uh, extras from other regions are wearing. Yeah. I mean, Mary's got the nose guard. Yeah, but it has nothing closing in around yeah, the face, yeah. covering the cheeks or across the face. And I don't think there's not another helmet in Rohan that looks quite like it's from the same design school as the Aeon one. Mm. Um, like originally they wanted something that covered her face more. Completely, yeah. Uh, and Miranda Otto didn't like that as a as an actress, right? Because you know a lot of because so much of Aowen's performance is really nuanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, even stuff where she's wearing the helmet, I I'm sure there's nuance to it that we could pick out because Miranda Miranda Otto is just like that. Uh, she does a lot of acting with her eyes and the corners of her mouth. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard to act with, like, because that's, like, her whole face working together. Like, it's hard to act with just your eyes. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense, like, if she's not used to that. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they talk about having several, going through several different um, design, like, several several different design paths and making helmets and then making diff- a different helmet. And this was the last one that they made. Mm-hmm. So she also, so there's different versions of these scenes that were shot with a different helmet that nobody was happy with at all. Apparently, <laughs> That's funny. I'm kind of curious what some of those rejected designs or the ones that they did. And then they read redid looked like I wonder how, how big they were at one point was Miranda Otto walking around with like uh 1300 style great helm on her head. Like, What would she, they might, um they might have like costume variations in that big book that we have. They might. Uh, I think that's mostly about the locations, though. Is it? Yeah, I think most of it is about the locations. Mm. Um, it's got a lot of information about where they where they shot stuff. A lot of most of which would have been much more useful to have when we were doing uh, fellowship. Fellowship, yeah. Uh, because a lot of because they go back to a lot of locations to do filming. Oh well. Oh well, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, Mary, you know. He, Puts his helmet on. Aemon puts her helmet on. They're ready to go, and then we we cut back to the night scene at the siege of Gondor. Yeah, these trolls. We ride through the night. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to darkness. So this 
must have been the previous day. Well, okay. Or yeah, because he earlier talks about, the same day. He talks about Gondor being under siege. Um, also, I want like I was thinking that this might be night, but like the cloud cover. Mm. It was like artificially dark already. Yeah. I guess that's another reason the scene might have been cut is because it 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 seems to place awkwardly in the timeline of events mm. because you're almost certainly going back in time to this this moment of the Rohirrim getting yeah. moving again. Yeah. Because it'd be it'd be weird no matter where you put it, it's weird to go to this and then back to the siege of Gondor because either that's a report the next morning to the Rohirrim about what's going on the night back where we're where we go to, or it's earlier the same day and both are kind of timeline whiplash. What do you mean the morning of? So either this scene with Marineo and that's inserted back in here yeah. is the morning after this siege. Well, the morning after this siege is when they show up. Well, uh, they show up during the, in like broad daylight. Yeah, in the morning after this siege. Right. I'm, yeah, so I, it would have to be before. Well, <laughs> What's the, well, I don't know. It's well, been, a, it's been, I haven't like, I haven't thought about the timeline of, of the Battle of Pilnor Field. The timeline. Um, We're back with the timeline. <laughs> do the Rohirrim show up like at the crack of dawn? No, it's like the middle of the day, isn't it? I don't remember. I think it's like the... It's no, like it's like sh- full daylight when they show up. It's it doesn't look like dawn or dusk. I think it's morning. We ride through the night. Like they're they're gonna get there when they get there. Right. They're gonna get there when they get there. Yeah. So it'd have to be before. So but like even with the ride through the night, like if you had no idea. I mean, it's possible that the siege lasted multiple days. I don't, in the frame I, of the movie. I don't... See, just took forever in the Middle no, Ages. Oh, I know, but, like, the, um... Yeah, that's... I mean, I think that's my point I was making a couple minutes ago when I was like, this isn't necessary, because, like, trying to figure out where the Rohirrim are at any point in time, like... It's not, like, necessary to the building of tension. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. Look, we are confused now. <laughs> I have become confused. But yeah, no, I I'm pretty sure they arrive in the the morning. Hmm. I feel like you're right, but like when I picture the scene, I imagine it being just full daylight but cloud cover. No, I um unless I'm like conflating the two um with like uh with Gandalf the, showing up at yeah, Hell's Deep. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's like... Like, because are you picturing like the same kind of lighting as when Amor comes over the no, hill? No, no. I know it's different. I know it's like um like a golden red color because of the clouds and the, the fires and stuff, but... Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. So I wonder what time of day exactly they're having this conversation. Grant. With with Amor, with like, reporting in. Because... um, It looks like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, it's it looks like early afternoon. Yeah. So, and it looks like, a, a, I mean, it's a brighter sky than it is around Gondor because Gondor has the artificial, the, the clouds being made by right. by Mount Doom or whatever, darkening everything. Yeah. 
So the lighting in Gondor from, is hard to track from anyway. From the sunlight on um, Theoden's face, it looks like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the sun is just starting to, has moved a little ways past the middle of the sky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It maybe if still a, a three four hours till dusk is like yeah where the light because the shadows to be. aren't like super dramatic either from like the horses and stuff moving around no so people aren't complete people aren't like completely side lit yeah yeah so it's like the middle of the day and this but the siege of Gondor feels like it happens later on in the day maybe when it starts because the lighting is like this um but like also the clouds but also the clouds so it's so hard to tell when the siege of gondor started like what time of day did it start at i don't know when they all when all the orcs just show up because well there's multiple um parts to it right because like faramir rides out to meet them right that i mean that's that has that's um that's trying to retake Osgiliath. Right. And then he comes back. He comes back. And then there's like There isn't a day in between that. That's like a couple hours and then the the they advance. So the thing about what goes on with Faramir, now that we're talking about the timeline, <laughs> is like the distance Osgiliath is from the city. And then like riding out and then sending the horse back and the horse isn't running is does it make sense for it to only have been a few hours but gandalf is able to ride out from the city to um aid well, he just rides out into the middle of the field a into, little bit yeah into the middle of the field to aid um oh well that's the first that's when time. they're when they're yeah, coming back yeah, yeah being chased i don't think they're in osgiliath oh no they the have orcs to are be. in osgiliath yeah, like, yeah. What the hell? Faramir rides all the way. They yeah. ride all the way out to Osgiliath. What the? And then he comes back on the horse. Like, how long was it? Because it was daylight. It was because it was like midday, bright middle of the sky sun when Faramir's company marches out out of Gondor. Yeah, and then the horse comes back like in the same light. No, it, it's definitely later in the day when the horse comes back. It's definitely a dimmer light. But so. Here's, Everything is so bright because, like, the city is white, I right. guess. So, like, here's the thing about that, though, right? So, if it's the middle of the day when Faramir leaves, and it's it's got to be, at minimum, um, like, four hours between when he goes out and comes back. Which just, like, muddies the timeline right? of this scene <laughs> even more because of the, the light level. That's why... Um, I think that's why a lot of the the Rohirrim stuff in particular doesn't work for me because like as an audience um member like I don't have a map in front of my face. Right. I mean we do when we're recording sometimes. But like um if I'm sitting in the theater watching this movie um I am I'm a very visual person. I'm not the kind of person who like can look at something once and then like internalize it. Yeah. So like I have, and like this, and I'm saying this as like a fan. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the casual moviegoer has no grasp on the geography of this, this place. So like, yeah, it's, I don't it's difficult. It's difficult to follow right. a little bit. 
And so Siege of Gondor began at some point. Scouts from Rohan it, like, okay, got it, there it, and came back. Right. Well, no, I think um I think what Aomer is doing is going out to meet them. Like they they are meet like he's meeting with scouts halfway. But that's not see, but that actually doesn't change the time it takes for the message oh, to get anywhere. Dad, because you're right. Because they still have to, they're not on like, a faster thing. Everyone's on horses. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> What the heck? It's only the it's the speed of horseback. That's the speed everything moves in Middle Earth. Oh my god! I, okay, if you don't think about it too hard, it works. Right, but that's what I'm saying. So we're gonna ride through the night, and the siege of Gondor. That would lead me to believe if I was just if this was if this was part of like the theatrical, and I was thinking about it critically with this part of the like mass market release of the movie into theaters. The only way this scene makes sense is if Faramir coming back is the next day after he rode out. Hmm. And it's like in the morning. But there but 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 Faramir comes back before the, the city is under siege. Right, but I'm saying it only makes sense if Faramir comes back the next day in the morning, so that the siege starts at like ten AM. So that a scout from Gondor that had rode out and just barely seen the beginning of it to turn around and ride back can meet a can meet and deliver the message in time for Amr to relay it to these guys another four hours away and for the light level to kind of make sense and you just write it off as oh the light level's a little off but not so much that it's unbelievable <laughs> but like that's the only way it makes sense if you try to like really peel away at it with the timeline yeah Faramir has dragged back the next morning I which Sounds horrible, given he's just got arrows hanging, yeah, stuck in him. Yeah, So, like, he, his horse just, like, wandered aimlessly through the night, just dragging him behind it. Or the, the orcs had him corralled and just, like, watched him suffer for a while. Oh, my they God! Go. I mean, they did. They took all the time to behead those guys. That, I mean, yeah, but why would they? Be, just to, like, just one, to they mess. wanted to torture him and make sure that he was, you know, in condition to go back because it's a threat and it's like a separate kind of thing because the witch king knows who faramir is probably that's a big probably though i don't think it's a big probably the witch king almost certainly has access to a palantir oh okay because there was one in minas ithil that is now so he's just been skyping with denethor or what or just yeah probably <laughs> or just surveying uh all the area to the was it to the the east of the the river? Hmm. So whenever Faramir is about, he can like can watch the rangers move. Like the Witch King is probably surveying his area of influence on the eastern the eastern bank of the river from inside his tower. Weird, because he's supposed to be Sauron's greatest commander. Right. So yeah. The Palantir is a reason to have perfect information. That's true. And that's why they can never really beat back the forces of Mordor, because the the Witch King has perfect information of the enemy troops' movements. Like, that's a good meta reason why they can never really push back into Minas Mortal. Yeah. Because the Witch King always knows when an attack might come. But he didn't see Frodo. No. He didn't. Because he's just this one insignificant little thing walking around. He's got the ring, though. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The timeline. Yeah, timeline's wonky. <laughs> We all again. It's just one of those things we always come back to. It's like Boromir. We hadn't and the we timeline. Had, we hadn't for a while. Yeah, but inevitably. Yeah. The timeline's going to come up. There are there are 
how many certainties in, in this podcast? Right. Timeline. Faramir. Boromir. Faramir. <laughs> yeah, see? Faramir came up again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that the only way that the timeline of this scene makes sense is if Faramir came back like the early the next morning, was dragged in. Which means that the the orcs just played with his near corpse for like that's horrifying fifteen hours. No, that's terrible. Oh my god! While they were beheading his friend and setting up their siege engines to roll across, because setting up siege machinery would have also taken, taken a, a while. while. Yeah. Unless it's just been ready to go. Well, they would have had to get it into Osgiliath and then out of Osgiliath and then set it up on the other bank of the river. That's true. Because uh, the bridges we see in Asgiliath will not support these whole things altogether. Which makes me wonder how the Great Beasts got over here. But that's, I guess they're big enough to ford the river. I this could not tell you. Oregon Trail. Right. How many rhinos did they lose? Right. Tried to ford the river, but my oxen died. <laughs> <laughs> my Great Beasts died. Yeah, I think that with the trolls and those, those you know fantasy yeah. rhinos they could have pulled that stuff across yeah. the river but probably not all fully assembled it would have, no. had to have been like broken down or or dragged on its side yeah, some of it. yeah. like the siege towers i don't think you're gonna forge those across the river standing upright like they no are. I, th I think they like frankenstein them together on the other side of the river yeah and it would have taken them time to do that yeah and they do all that like they're ready to to get going when faramir is brought back so, I mean, I guess that gives credence to the idea that he didn't come back till the next morning. Because they had to have time to set all this stuff up and muster and come across I don't know. I mean, orcs are, are industrious, you know. Uh, I mean, Saruman's orcs are. That's true. The Mordor orcs just have crappy They're scrap They're scared metal of, stuff. Um, of Gothmog. They are scared of Gothmog. He's a harsh taskmaster. He, he does, they do whatever he says. Everyone... Every orc in Mordor is terrified of this practically one-legged, one-armed orc who has just seen some stuff. <laughs> He's just been through it all. Right. And they are scared of, scared of this dude. Rightly so, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, so the timeline's weird. The timeline makes more sense without this insert scene, I guess. Timeline's wonky. See, that's why they cut it. it. It probably was a contributing factor. Yeah, I'm sure. Like whoever their their continuity people on the movie were just Where pulling were they? their hairs out all the time. Well, they were worried about all this timeline stuff, so they missed some of the weird little oh, the web stuff. <laughs> just ah, this doesn't make a small Pe sacrifice to make. Peter, this scene doesn't make sense. Right? What are we? What are we doing? I can't do this. I yeah, I think um, I. This this goes because okay I've already said this before like the the Marion Aowen stuff it should be a hundred percent my brand like yeah. capital M my brand um but I feel like it lingers a little too long mm. which goes counter to everything I stand for because yeah. I love like emotional lingering but like <laughs> right I mean that that's that's half of what Viggo Mortensen does in this whole movie <laughs> uh, in this whole trilogy it's just emotional lingering like i don't know like loitering even like <laughs> emotional loitering but like this i don't brooding on the edge of affection <laughs> yeah <laughs> of intimacy it's just i gotta keep my distance <laughs> that's what he and a would do they just like right. 
loiter in, in their spheres of influence. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think it, uh, I think it lingers a little too long. See, I, I think perhaps this conversation should have happened earlier if it was going to be part of this, I guess. But I, I, um, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same like, oh, we might die tomorrow sort of thing. I think it I think this conversation could have been in the the tent when Mary is getting ready. Um because then it, I I think that that would be um closer cuz that's closer to the Pippin scene with Gandalf that this Mary and Eowyn scene is supposed to mirror. like clearly mirrors. Yeah. So I think that seeing them closer together in what probably narratively is also the same night also links Mary and Pippin more and I like anything that links the two of them. Mm. Because that's part of their whole deal. Yeah. No, I, I, um, yeah, I guess, I guess I agree with that. Uh, I guess the only other note I have is that a lot of this nighttime stuff with the Siege of Gondor was, uh, filmed by Jeff Murphy. And this, the miniature Grand was 25 feet long. I love when they say miniature and then it's like, you know, the size of a, a house. Like 25 feet long. That's. That's a big boy. That's why they called all this stuff bigatures. Yeah. But because it's 25 feet long and it's, I think it's a quarter or a quarter or a fifth scale of what Grand is supposed to be. Oh my God. So big enough that they can smash it into door sets and it looks right. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So I know this is supposed to be a wolf, but doesn't it look like a lizard from behind? Yeah. The way its tail is curled over and yeah. its legs are real small. Yeah. Like the, the fur, it's like stylized fur, but it looks like scales to me. It looks like a Komodo dragon. <laughs> or like a crocodile. It's yeah, just chilling. Yeah. yeah, the face is a little crocodilian too. Especially in the shadow from behind because of the shape of it. It's just this real stretched out yeah, flat it's, it's body. It's a really long boy. Yeah. <laughs> 25 feet long? That's insane. Right? It's crazy. Wow. Dang. Can you imagine like seeing this thing on the back of like a a truck trailer? Right, just like being carried on a semi where is that going dude if, if i was driving that truck i would just be like grand, grand. they're still chanting all the orcs are still yeah, chanting yeah. grand in this scene so they've been they've been at it all day because they started chanting grand when there was when daylight. it was like rolling up and there was daylight and now it's there's it's dark and they're still chanting grand look at him right it's that inspired inspiring wolf lizard thing boy they just, they've just been chanting for hours. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, that would shake the morale of your enemy, right? Oh, if yeah. everyone is just I united mean, I, chanting the same thing for that's, hours. I mean, that's just, like, tactics, right? Yeah. That's just psychological warfare. Yeah. Why is, why are, why is like, 5,000 of them just all saying the same thing over and over again? Right? Grot. Grot. <laughs> Grot. Look at this. Look at I. It looks like a lizard. It does. Especially with the way its tail is curled uh -huh. over. It very much looks like a lizard. It's like loafing like a cat. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> it's ready to pounce. Or get swung into a door. Yeah. Just grand. Just, just grand things. He's we having a grand old time. <laughs> Ain't life grand. Oh my god. Get out of here. Oh man. <laughs> Costs about a hundred grand. Get out. 
It's about how many works there are here. You're, you're so pleased with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're from the website, dollargenre.com. You can find a whole bunch of other podcasts on the site, uh, Movies by Minutes or otherwise. And if you're looking for more Movies by Minutes podcasts outside the Dueling Genre family, you can head to moviesbyminutes.com with a complete or at least near complete listing of all the completed and currently running Movies by Minutes podcasts. And how. Yeah, there's there is uh, a whole hell of a lot of them now. So, yeah, uh, hope everyone enjoys their weekend and we'll be back on Monday to continue the Siege of Gondor. Do you mean Grondor? Grondor. <laughs> yes, I do. Bye. Bye.